Are you ready, Cameron? I am ready. Hey, gamers. <coughs> it's... <laughs> <laughs> hey, gamers. 13th episode of Press Y, guys. We're here. So, Sony has confirmed that the security breach that we talked about last week did take place. Uh, last week, we talked about how a ransomware group has claimed to hacked into so- Sony's online servers and was attempting to sell the information. In a report by Bleeping Computer, Sony has confirmed that this is true and that it is currently investigating two major data breaches that have occurred this year. Uh, so, yeah, investigations are underway. Score. Yeah. Lo- love investigations. Uh, and I love Sony, so this is <laughs> good. God. Two things you love in one little uh, pocket of news here. Yeah, man, this is hitting a lot, ticking a lot of my boxes right now. Ten-year-olds again have nothing to lose from this. Ten-year-olds are thriving. Ten-year-olds are licking their slimy little Dorito-covered <laughs> lips, waiting for those free games. <laughs> All right, next up. Earlier this week, reports have started to come out that Naughty Dog laid off around 25 developers who are rumored to be involved in the upcoming Last of Us multiplayer game development. The next day, principal monetization designer Anders Howard, who joined Naughty Dog back in 2022 to work on the Last of Us multiplayer game, also left the company. Anders Howard previously worked at Epic and helped form the core of the Battle Pass progression strategy. So these workers that were laid off were mostly quality assurance contractors who saw their contract cut short. Full-time staff are reportedly unaffected, according to Kotaku. Kotaku also reported that the 25 developers who are being laid off were not offered severance and that Naughty Dog staff are being pressured to keep the news quiet. Bloomberg reported that following a negative internal review by developers from Bungie, Sony diverted resources away from the Last of Us multiplayer game, and Kotaku reports that the game is currently on ice, but not completely cancelled. So it just sounds like there's a lot of uh, just not good news coming out around the Last of Us multiplayer game, and uh, they're just kind of like taking people off of it, laying people off that are involved with it, and I guess now that Sony owns Bungie, maybe Bungie's doing internal reviews of other internal studios multiplayer games and i guess that didn't go well but yeah the last of us multiplayer game we haven't heard of anything about that game in a really long time um and during last of us day which i think happened last month there was no news about it again so things are just not looking good for that game there's a last of us day like a nationally recognized holiday yeah yeah there's a last of us day the fuck I don't remember what, like, it's in... I don't know if it's, like, the release of the first game or if it's, like, the day of the outbreak in the game. Uh, But kind of similar to, like, May 4th, The Last of Us has its own day. Fun. On Last of Us Day, I like to celebrate by just taking a a really big bite out of the necks of one of my close friends and family, you know? Oh, yeah? Yeah. Get in the spirit of things, you know? I I like to shamble around and make clicking sounds. Also known as Outbreak Day. It takes place on September 26th. Good to know. Um, do, for, I haven't heard like anything about this uh, multiplayer Last of Us game. Is it like a like a cooperative like campaign or something? Or 
No, it's based. It's like a fully fleshed out version of Last of Us Factions, which was included on the first nice. Last of Us game. Yeah, I got really into Last of Us Factions. I never I played w- it personally, but I, I, from people I know who have played it, they all said that it's good. I really like Naughty Dog's like uh, competitive online scene. Like I played a lot of Uncharted's competitive online, and I thought it was really good. And same thing with fucking Last of Us. I think they. They really surprise me because it does not seem like a developer that would even need to have a competitive online game mode. Um, but yeah, I'm really glad that they added them. Yeah, the I've heard that it takes place in a new city and it will have like its own little story, but primarily like similar to to factions. Damn that that sounds really dope. I'm I'm kind of bummed that there's they're laying off people who are involved with that project as well as like not advertising it at all. Yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if it like eventually you find out it got canceled, but uh, I mean we'll see. Yeah, that's kind of the way of the road, unfortunately. On the topic of layoffs, which have become increasingly common this year, which is a really big bummer to see because it's such a big year for gaming. It feels like uh, mm-hmm. a group of seven former Bioware employees who were part of the fifty laid back laid off <laughs> back in August have filed laid a lawsuit. Back. <laughs> yeah, laid off. They were laid off back in August, have filed a lawsuit against the company seeking better severance pay and punitive damages for unreasonably poor treatment by Bioware following their termination. So these employees are seeking uh, better benefits and and uh, more severance pay because I believe the company Bioware is based in Alberta, Canada, and it's typically standard that you get a month of severance for every year you work to the company, and I don't believe Bioware is offering that. Nice. So... Uh, yeah, it's, that sucks to see as well. Yeah, classy move, Bioware. Why can't you be like Epic and be Epic? You know? That's a play yeah. on words, Kelton, because Epic is uh, both an adjective as well as the name of the uh, the company. So That was a good one. Thanks. Yeah, I thought I felt good. Felt good saying it. Yeah. Good execution, minimal setup, pretty, pretty highbrow stuff. Also, reportedly, these employees are all, like, strung up in NDAs, so they're unable to list on their resumes the work that they've been doing on Dragon Age uh, Dreadwolf, which is leading them to have trouble finding new uh, jobs before the end of the year. Good God, dude. Bioware. The fuck is going on? Just every new thing I learn about Bioware is just worse than the last. Yeah, dude. All Bioware I, news I just assume is bad right now. Whenever I see a notification for it, hopefully just this like l- this bad press will lead EA to like just give these people more help. It seems like it, which is a real shame too, because like I I'm a big Dragon Age fan and uh, also uh, Mass Effect, so I do not want to see this is not a company I want to see fail. I don't want to see any company fail. Here's some better news for you, Cameron. Uh, in a recent data mine on Baldur's Gate 3, a developer note was found on a romance scene of Asterion requesting that the voice actor Neil Newbon be a little less horny. The, no- the note points out that the voice line should be said slightly horny, and then in all caps, only slightly Neil. <laughs> Man, that guy must have really been putting his whole heart and soul into it. Yeah. If, if they had to make that adjustment. I actually get that note on all almost every Press Y episode. We get an email requesting that I try to sound a little less sexy. 
Yeah, from me. I'm like, man, you really got to tone it down. <laughs> Directly from Cameron. It's a lot of breath in my ears. <laughs> I'm, I'm sick of editing, <laughs> editing out all the horniness. Every week you guys listen to an edited version of the real episode where I sound less horny. Mm-hmm. I, there's a, uh, a, a setting in Audacity that lets you turn down the horniness. Eventually when we open up our Patreon, you guys will be able to listen to the horny versions. Yeah. It's a lot slimier. There's more like ASMR involved. It's gross, it's frankly. It's devils in length. <laughs> Just like I devil in length. <laughs> nice. Nintendo has announced that it's shutting down the <laughs> That's hard <laughs> transition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's talk about Nintendo. Let's get back into the, the bad news. On October 4th, Nintendo announced it's shutting down the online servers for 3DS and Wii U games in early April of next year. This includes online communication, online cooperative play, internet rankings, and data distribution. The eShops for both these platforms were shut down back in March. Uh, so yeah, seems like we are sunsetting. The 3DS and the Wii U. I'm kind of shocked it took this long because I literally don't know anyone that currently owns a Wii U uh, at all. Like, I, I, I'm I, fucking uh, flabbergasted <laughs> that it took this long to shut down the, the like online stores for the Wii U and the 3DS. It's like a... When was the 3DS uh, released? Cameron's flabbergasted. I am. Uh, I don't know when they were released, but we know we're, we're, we're reaching the end of the Switch lifeline. So, lifespan. So, I guess we're shutting 2011 down. 2011 was the 3DS. <laughs> shutting down. 2011, Kelton. There's 13-year-olds out there who've been alive for as long as the 3DS. That's what I'm saying. I think maybe we're a little too attached to the Wii U and 3DS. I think maybe, maybe we shut those shops down two years into it. Yeah. Just right in. Yep, just fucking. Hit it while it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> That's just my opinion, though. So, we are one week into October, and some of the games we talked about last week have come out, and some of them are not out yet, but their review embargoes have lifted, so I wanted to jump into two of these games. Assassin's Creed Mirage. Let's look at the reviews, guys. IGN and Game Informer have given the game an 8 out of 10, praising the back-to-the-basics gameplay and focus on stealth similar to classic games, so it sounds like Ubisoft wasn't lying when they said the game was a return to the classic Assassin's Creed formula. GameSpot gave the game a 6 out of 10, saying that the game requires you to have knowledge from previous games to be interesting. The Gamer gave it a 3 out of 5, saying that the game is too busy fawning over the Ezio trilogy to notice how aged it's become. Jake Baldino, Cameron and I's favorite games journalist from Gamer Ranks has said Mirage is an almost but not quite for him. He said he loved the normal skill tree, smart tool set, and seeing a side of Baghdad and Muslim culture you don't see in games, but the rest of the game feels a bit bland, and he would only recommend it to his hardcore weirdo assassins who play them all anyway. So yeah, Assassin's Creed Mirage, it sounds like it's a good game. It's not an incredible game, uh, but it is like what you would expect from a game released back during the Ezio uh, era. Mm. So if you're looking for more of that, a new title like that, and you haven't had one in a long time, maybe this will scratch the itch. Did you say that a, a plus for Jake was that it was a, it had normal skill trees? Yeah, he thought the, the <laughs> skill... Fuck, what kind? <laughs> he... Aren't like all skill trees pretty normal? Uh, well, I've also seen that Assassin's Creed Mirage 
It's a forty. It's a fifty dollar game. I heard it's short. You can beat it in under thirty hours, or maybe even under, maybe around twenty, twenty five. So people keep saying that like it respects your time with a limited uh, tool set and a limited skill tree. So maybe it's just like not a crazy skill tree where you're. You know, I've definitely played some games where I open up the skill tree and I'm like, oh fuck, like. Yeah. So maybe this is just kind of a simple, classic skill tree. Your bare bones. Yeah. Uh, skill tree. So, Assassin's Creed Mirage, guys. If you're diehard, you like old school Assassin's Creed, it is a game for you. Next up, Forza Motorsport. So, I'm not a racer gamer, but I figured I would grab these reviews up for you guys in case you are. GameSpot gave it a 9 out of 10. Game Informer gave it an 8.75 out of 10. Digital Trends gave it a 4 out of 5. Eurogamer gave it a 4 out of 5. IGN gave it an 8 out of 10. And The Gamer gave it an 8 out of 10. So, it looks to be a solid gaming a racing gaming experience critics are praising the gameplay and the main critiques that i could even find were that people have a desire for more maps and a more in-depth career mode but other than that it seems like a game that will be tiding over fours of fans for years as they try to customize their cars and you know win races right cameron right Kevin, what i want to know is i don't i don't really give a fuck about forza but uh, what was the last racing game that you got really into? Because uh, I feel like everyone has one, right? If it, it, All the way from Forza to Mario Kart, you know? Fuck. Uh, I mean, like, I'll I'll dabble in, like, Forza Horizon and stuff like that, but the last, like, game I can f- remember where I was, like, repeatedly playing racing was GTA V <laughs> Racing uh, Online. I did not. I didn't even know they had that function in GTA. Dude, it's really fun. That sounds pretty dope. I uh, the last game that I the most into a racing game I've ever gotten into was probably uh, Midnight Club, and they had a function in that game where you could at any time you could just hold down a button and your car would go up on two wheels, like <laughs> Fast and Furious style. And you can just weave in and out of traffic going 100 <laughs> miles per hour. And it's not like it had like you had to like balance your car. It was a special ability. You could do that always. Just at all. You don't lose <laughs> any speed. You don't. There's no negative downside to doing it. What it's platform like, was this on? This is on PS2, baby. Dude, I think I, there were some racing games I played in PS2. Though. I feel like that for me was like the golden era of racing games. I mean, I had Burnout. Like Burnout. I think that's like the the uh, like the pinnacle of Burnout time. Which I've played a lot really of like good. ATV slash dirt bike motocross racing games. Me too. Weirdly enough, I remember that shit. Like there was like a really big rise in ATV based racing games, which is strange, I guess. Also, uh, a a little hidden gem. You ever played Downhill Domination? No. Oh my god, dude! Downhill Domination was you're like a bunch of BMXers and you're going down just this cliffside. And so, like, you're moving really fucking fast and, like, dodging obstacles and stuff. But you also have, like, a bat. You could just go next to bikers and just hit them in the head with a fucking bat. Um, and, and, like, the second you hit them, they just immediately crash. So it's like you constantly have, like, an item with you, like in Mario Kart. You get, like, different little item boxes, just like Mario Kart. And there's one where it's a water bottle and you can just, like, snipe people like way 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 in front of you and you just have like 50 of the water bottle like the balancing of the game is so fucked um but i remember it just being a really really good time and being it f- 
fucking ridiculous because you're just a little mountain biker in this like extremely dangerous scenario hitting people with a bat. It was a good time. On the topic of old games, Cameron, mm-hmm. I went and looked again at games that have come out 20 years ago and 25 years ago. Score. So, you ready? You ready, Cameron? Holy shit, it's the 3DS. Can you believe it came out 25 years ago? <laughs> so, 20 years ago, October of 2003 was actually insane. Like, we talked about how this October is crazy. I feel like this might be a more crazy October back in 2003. We got Beautiful Joe. Yeah! I know, that I had to mention <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah, baby! You get excited. <laughs> Fuck yeah, that game slaps. We got Jack 2. That's also really... That's my favorite Jack game, I'm pretty sure. We got Max Payne 2, The Fall of Max Payne. We got Tack and the Power of Juju. Now, I loved Tack and the Power of Juju. I was hyped on this game as a kid. Same, man. I, I fucked with Tack a lot. And I looked it up. It's, it was developed by Avalanche Software. It was their 14th title, and they recently released Hogwarts Legacy. Good, good for Avalanche. Hell yeah. Yeah, attacking the power of Juju, man. Do you remember this? This got like multiple sequels and like a Nickelodeon show. Yeah, I watched all of them and I played all of them. I played the fucking Game Boy Advance game. I was so weirdly loyal to attacking the power of Juju. It's crazy, dude. That's funny because in the same month, I played a Game Boy Advance game called Spyro: Attack of the Rhinox, and this was mm. I was very loyal to Spyro, big Spyro fan. Spyro: Attack of the Rhinox, man. I remember that was like. One of my first experiences playing a licensed PlayStation 1 game on the Game Boy and being like, whoa. You don't really see a whole lot of, like, mascots in gaming. Like, I feel like that was really heavily pushed when we were growing up to, like, specifically cash in on kids. So I wonder what, like, are the mascots that kids are, like, so brand loyal to nowadays? It's probably probably Fortnite, Roblox, and uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. But those aren't even, like, besides... Pokemon. There's not even like real mascots for those things. I guess Pokemon too. Like when you think of like Fortnite, you you see like Rick Sanchez doing the Dougie over someone's grave. Like there's no like Fortnite guy. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Five Nights at Freddy has like the bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying there there's a shockingly small uh, amount of like game mascot representation i guess i just think it's interesting considering it was like it was do that or or fail essentially for a good 15 years of game marketing it's true other games that have come out in october of 2003 castlevania lament of innocence the hobbit i didn't even know there was a hobbit game in 2003 it looks um wild. i did i did you did and i played it <laughs> it was it was all right it was all right the hobbit 2003 yeah, I mean, I remember playing as a kid, being like, "Yeah, this is fucking, this is okay, I guess." Sorry, we got uh, we got Tony Hawk's Underground. Yo, that's a banger. I know Tony Hawk's Underground, one of the so best Hobbit Tony Hawk or games. Castlevania: Lament of Innocence, but that's a good ass <laughs> game. We got Final Fantasy XI, the 2003 MMO. Nice. Got in your. I have to mention at least once per episode. We got the first Call of Duty. <laughs> there it is. 2003. We got SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom. That's a classic. Damn, this is a crazy month. And just to finish it all off, we got Grand Theft Auto 3. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that is a that's a dude. Those poor, 
Poor gamers' wallets back in 2003. Holy shit. That is a wild, wildly stacked list. Yeah, all those. That means Call of Duty is turning 20, uh, 20 years old this this year. Congratulations, Call of Duty. Congratulations. Congratulations on the 20 bomb. And so is The Hobbit. 20 years of The Hobbit. <laughs> the mo- most importantly, <laughs> 25 or 20 years of Beautiful Joe. That's that's actually sick. So then, peeking under have the hood. Have you played Beautiful Joe yet? I have Kelton? not. I can't believe you're lacking on on the Joe, on the Joester. I don't know anything about this game. I only associate it with your name. It's great. I think you would love Beautiful Joe. It's got a fun <laughs> art style. It holds up. It's It's got fun little uh, mechanics. I think you'd like it. <laughs> bullet time? <laughs> it's got bullet time. Anti-bullet time where you speed everything up? Holy shit. It's so dope. It's also incredibly difficult. For no wow. reason. But, uh, You're yeah. selling me on this. <laughs> yeah. Speed it up and it's hard. Yeah, man. It's nice. a good time. So, peeking out of the hood of 25 years ago, October of 1998, we got Medieval. Love that game. We got Need yeah. for Speed 3 Hot Pursuit, Wario Land 2, Grim Fandango, Fallout 2, and Crash Bandicoot 3 Warped. So, not as stacked in 1998, but they still yeah. had some Ooh. solid entries. Fallout 2, one of the greatest RPGs ever made. And that's Grim Fandango has a big fan base, you know. And but, Wario Land uh, has Wario, so none of these games can hold a candle to tack to the, the power Hobbit. of Juju. I agree. <laughs> the real star here. <laughs> well, all right. So that that's we've reached the end of the rope, Cameron. So I guess I'm gonna ask you what you've been playing. I have been playing. What have I been playing? I've been playing a lot of uh, Magic: The Gathering Arena. It's a good time nerd um i've been playing (laughs) you know what i accept that i accept that i'm a stinky big old nerd who loves a good planeswalker um i've been playing uh liza p that's been nice how far Uh, into uh liza p are you uh i'm i'm not super far honestly i've only 40 minutes i probably play (laughs) i played hey i played like two hours okay nice i've been playing uh jedi survivor Nice. Dude, it's, it's, How is it? Dude, it's wild, actually, because I, I was going to bring up Liza P, because I, th- I constantly think about Liza P while I'm playing Jedi Survivor, because they're both Souls-likes. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Liza, Liza P is way more faithful and feels way more like a Souls-like mm-hmm. than Jedi Survivor does. I'd say Jedi Survivor is more inspired or like loosely inspired. Jedi Survivor, for one, has difficulty options, has like a story, easy, normal, and hard. It definitely seems a lot more accessible than your average Souls like. Yeah, and but that's like the one thing is the combat just does not feel as dialed in as Liza P because I feel like in a Souls like more so than anything, like more so than story, more so than setting, more so than anything, the combat has to feel the best. Like it has to yeah. has to feel like you know within a millisecond response time, it has to feel very responsive. Right. Like, and Jedi Survivor does not feel that way, and I don't know if I would even have noticed that as much if I didn't just come off of Liza P, which I love Liza P. It feels really great when you like fully hit a combo and you dodge perfectly and you just take an enemy out. And you, dude, just... I did notice that. Like the you like you move so concisely and so quickly. Like it feels so satisfying to be able to get like a full combo in and do that little quick back step and like, yeah. just get out of the way of a huge attack. 
Exactly. Really yeah. good. Yeah. And Jedi Survivor does not have that same level of polish when it comes to gameplay. It felt like to me. I don't know if it's because it's, there's just like more going on and you have more in your tool belt with like your double jump and your force move and like your force push, force pull, and your like normal attack and like all this other stuff. Uh, it, but it it is fun. I'm I really enjoying it. The setting is beautiful. The graphics are absolutely gorgeous. Uh, coming off of like the dark, wet streets of Pinocchio world to like vibrant, lush fucking forests on planets, and also also the wet and rainy streets of Coruscant, which was cool. Because uh, I feel because Coruscant has like thousands of layers to it. Like you can yeah. go way down deep. And in the beginning of Jedi Survivor, you start off on a lower level of Coruscant, which is cool. I thought it was a cool setting. We don't have we don't get to see that very much. Uh, yeah. But right now I'm on like a lush forest planet, which is cool. I feel like with Star Wars games specifically, a lot of the times they opt for like the forest planets or the desert planets. Um, but I like Coruscant a lot. Like uh, I think there's a lot of like fun stuff you could do with it. It seems like a fun environment to like traverse and stuff. So it's cool to see that they're uh, they used it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And uh, and that's another thing is the character customization in Jedi Survivor is pretty funny. You can give your guy like there's like 30 different haircuts and 30 different beards and all this shit. So I've given my guy like a mullet, a handlebar mustache, and like sleeveless shirt. So he just looks like yeah. a like a country boy running around. I made his lightsaber all like old and rusty and like deteriorating he's just like and it's pretty funny because in the cutscenes, you know he's like jedi sir like savior guy he looks but... like he's fucking stormed the capital <laughs> <laughs> yeah he looks like he, he's drinking a monster energy or like a nos Hell right yeah. before this that's uh, a good vibe that's a fun that's a fun cal kestis to to play as yeah 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 it's it's been interesting i usually don't like mess around that much with my character customization in terms of like trying to make my character look silly, but I was like, all right, it's Jedi Survivor, like whatever. But uh, other than that, I've been playing some Apex still, you know, playing some Fortnite. <laughs> what a sad, and, uh, sad little laugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a little bit of Sea of Stars. I man, I have not gone back to Starfield in a minute now. I keep meaning to, but I just haven't done it. And then you know, we're like a week and a half away from. From Spider-Man Two and uh, yeah, and Mario, the, the big boys coming out. I cannot this wait week is to where turn I need to capitalize on my backlog. I can't wait to turn into an elephant, man. That's awesome. That's I can't really, wait that's to turn <laughs> into an elephant. <laughs> that's huge for you, buddy. So huge. I can't wait to turn into a uh, Italian man who loves to plumb. Ooh, and then on like two, so close. So close. Oh, that I played Foam true. Stars. Did you ever get your hands on that? No, I did play Foam Damn. Stars. Cameron, you were did so you excited. Like I didn't like it at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, man. I got like exclusively bad text from you when you were playing it. <laughs> yeah, so the open beta happened, and uh, first off, like, I don't know what's going on, man. Hopefully this gets fixed in the real game, but the, the tutorial forces you to listen to this guy's voice lines as he explains what you need to do, and you can't skip it like you can't press a to like skip to the end of the dialogue and he talks in like a really cringy jokey way and he talks a really long time so you're just sitting there locked in place you can't even move and you just have to listen to him finish his like terrible joke telling you that you need to press x or jump over this 
next obstacle or maybe you need to look left to right and you know like tutorial guys like you should have the option to fully skip the tutorial altogether let alone have to sit there and listen to some dialogue option for like a really long period of time that put a sour taste in my mouth going right into the multiplayer and then in the multiplayer <laughs> i don't know if i was just on a bad team but like my team could not even get out of their spawn area without all, all four Christ. members of the other team just fucking whopping on us, dude. <laughs> just like not you, you would spawn in, die, and have a ten second respawn timer the way you're just like sitting there waiting, watching your team members get mauled alive by foam guns Damn. before you get released back into the thing like to also get killed. Foam D Day right there, man. That's like the beaches in Normandy, except with foam. Yeah, equally Watching your comrades getting, getting mowed down right in front of your eyes. It's like Walter White in the car. Beer locked behind the respawn, just screaming. <laughs> <laughs> I've never but, seen Breaking Bad, so... What the hell? Yeah, sorry about that. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> oh my god! D Cameron. I've been... I... I... I I was. I have to be vulnerable with you, Kelton. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> dude. I'm sorry, man. You haven't seen Breaking Bad. I have. Uh, I have seen Foam Stars gameplay though, and gotta tell you, not super thrilled about it. Because I feel like, uh, uh, what's it? Fucking uh, Splatoon. It's like so charming and like fun to look at, and seems so whimsical. And Foam Stars just doesn't seem like any of that. Like I don't give a shit about any of these characters, or like they don't look different, or. I don't know. I just, I'm not, I'm not for it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I sound like Batman. <laughs> All right, guys. I think that's going to wrap it up for episode 13. 13, guys. 13 weeks of Press Y. 13. We did it. Oh, and it's, oh, I guess Friday the 13th isn't anytime soon. But it's in October. This will be uh, Press Y Friday the 13th. Yes. Friday of Press Y the 13th. On the fifth, <laughs> on the f no, or on the sixth. sixth. Sorry, it's the sixth. My apologies. Okay, yeah, Cameron. Okay, Kelton. Sign us off. Goodbye, guys. Goodbye.